Namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast so i'm doing a separate intro for this podcast which i usually don't do because i think the intro i gave for jessinanna at the beginning of the podcast is not fair what i would like to say is this is the ultimate angamardana review i am very worried that after listening to this podcast you may stop all your other sadhanas and just focus on doing two times angamardana daily i am really really worried i am not kidding on this this can actually happen but guys please don't stop your other sadhana but definitely restart your angamardana practice just like i am also trying to so let's get into the podcast this one is gonna be an awesome ride namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast we have jasunanna with us namaskaram anna and uh, welcome sir namaskaram aishad jasunanna was uh, into sports right like you were into sports and now yeah. he is doing a cfa along with his angamardana and yoga so that transformation from being uh, into sports totally and now into yoga and doing his course for finance and teaching people right if i'm not wrong teaching yeah teaching cfa and economics yeah. yes so please can we know about the journey like from wherever before even the sports like young yeah. age and how you yeah. got into sports and everything. yeah yeah uh, i will start from when i was a kid so so i was born in kerala and uh, when i was born in kerala <laughs> yes. yeah. no malayalam yeah, fellow yeah, fellow malus fellow malus both of us are fellow malus and uh, uh, my father was in saudi arabia at that time because he had a construction company over there and my mother was a nurse cliche <laughs> in uh, gulf we are yeah, all in gulf, gulf. Exactly. <laughs> both of us are ex nris and also ex malus <laughs> not ex malus no words malus yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my father had a construction company over there, and uh, what happened was when I was three or four years old. I mean, I don't remember anything that happened in Kerala because when you're three or four years old, what do you remember? Uh, I went to Saudi Arabia with my mother, and uh, till second standard, I was there in Saudi Arabia. So my mother used to say that I was a very hyperactive kid, like all the time running around. You know, I mean, if someone came home, I'll be all over them, biting them, scratching them. So. <laughs> so this hyperactivity yeah this hyperactivity and this physical intensity was always there i mean some people have that right uh, they are like super hyperactive running around all the time so that was part of my personality since i was very young and uh, uh till second standard i would say i mean i was uh, my mother was teaching me so academics was not a problem i was doing pretty well there was no problem with that and uh, my father was running a construction company in saudi arabia so my mother did not have uh, much to do so what she did was she was running a play school so play school means there was a lot of kids who were my age well what happened was these kids their parents both their parents would be working so there would be nobody to take care of them so they would uh, send them and uh, my mother would take care of them so they were all my age so it was good for me also there were a lot of kids my age i could play with them so till second standard things were wonderful i mean i was just you know sports is not something that you do when you're in second standard so uh, till then it was fun it was like running around doing all this playing with kids studying also doing pretty going pretty well now what happened was when i was in third standard uh, my mother decided that she wanted to uh, pursue her masters degree in nursing so uh she got an admission uh, she got admission in this college this college called ramaya college in uh, bangalore so my father was staying there and because of my academic requirements uh 
my mother said okay let's do something me and jason uh, will go to bangalore so there's just one son you know that's okay. it oh, okay. there's no siblings okay so me and my mother both of us we go to bangalore my grandmother also came to stay with us because my mother would be studying going to college there's nobody to look after me so both of us we were in bangalore and uh, till then my mother was uh, teaching me all right that is uh, the most important part right now there's nobody to teach me because my mother is busy with her studies okay. i'm free so it's open season for me we were staying in this apartment like three flats and this one big compound so there were a lot of young boys and when you're free and you have a lot of time and when there are a lot of young boys what do you do you just play around you just sports running around you know playing cricket that this my academics went from here to like here complete drop but i was just running around i was obsessed with cricket and i was obsessed with athletics athletics was like a little bit but cricket was the main focus so i was playing over there i was running around running around the you know apartment complex so that i could get faster i was obsessed with it so that is when i really started getting into sports and athletics in uh, well this school was there uh, it's uh, i don't remember the naukis international center that was the name of the school in bangalore if anybody is in bangalore if they <laughs> no yeah I mean, that was the school so in third and fourth i remember i was uh, we only had 50 meter and 100 meter races okay yeah i mean i remember that i got uh, i got silver medal for both okay i, I still remember i miss I, i was so obsessed that there was this guy who was one year older than us okay. in our class yeah that guy would always win oh okay yeah okay. that guy would always get the gold medal and he was one year older than me so i would go home and i would complain to my mother this guy is one year older than me why is he you know <laughs> <laughs> so that was always there i mean i used to lose sleep because of this guy <laughs> because i could not win so yeah i mean that was till third standard fourth standard it was like that i was in bangalore then after that my mother finished her masters degree and she started working now i came i went back to saudi arabia to stay with my father uh now it's just me and my father my father is running a construction company so he does not have time for anything you know i mean he does not have time to teach or anything he was like you learn you <laughs> learn <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you learn because i mean he i mean he is a guys guy you know okay. like he he is not someone who would sit down and teach and all that he is like very uh, active very uh, not aggressive but you know he is like i mean if you grow up like if you're 20 years old you can have fun with him you know okay. but if you're 10 years old okay. <laughs> he he is unrelatable okay. yeah yeah so he was like you learn you sit down and learn that what i mean that is what you should do uh, common sense see yeah. the book is there you <laughs> are there sit down <laughs> exactly so i never studied anything you know i went on with this streak of not studying and then focusing on and the thing about saudi arabia is like it's a country where there are no mixed schools so i was in a boys school yeah it's called indian uh, indian international school so there were south indians <laughs> north indians west east all kinds of indians in yes. one school yes and you know when you put a lot of boys together you know <laughs> you know what's going to happen you know? you know i mean i mean it's going to be abusing each other yes. it's going to be getting into fights and it's going to be sports yeah yes. and making and and giving trouble to teachers this is it so i mean i still remember like uh, all the south indians would be one gang not all south indian mallus would be Malus one gang. Man. yeah 
Mallu should be one gang. North Indian, some some part of North India. I don't exactly remember. Delhi boys or something. They they'd be one gang. So there'd be multiple gangs, you know. And we would abuse each other in our native language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can relate. Right? <laughs> So we would abuse each other in our native language. They would not understand what we are saying. We mm-hmm. would not understand what they are saying. But then we would learn. Okay, yeah. this is what it means. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Then the fight would begin. You know. So it was it was really fun and intense. Sometimes intimidating because you know, like when you're surrounded by a lot of other guys who you cannot beat up. Yeah. Then you get beat up. Beat up. Then after that you will go with your madugas and you beat them up. <laughs> 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 this podcast is turning very violent <laughs> i have to put it 18 plus <laughs> <laughs> well so this is the truth right yeah, this is the truth this is how it happens over there so i mean uh, what happened was i mean all the mallu guys they did not want to play cricket they want to play football yeah i wanted to play cricket so i was like okay how how is this going to happen i want to play cricket none of these guys are interested in playing cricket but all the north indians were interested in playing cricket so after some time i became friends with the north indians oh yeah so they could not like they could not speak in malayalam i could not speak in hindi okay. so the only way to communicate was they'd speak in english and i'd speak in speak english, in english yeah. yeah yeah so i mean th- that is how i would say if i have any uh, command over the language it is because of this you know this because i had no option <laughs> but i had i had to speak to them <laughs> so yeah i mean i became friends with them and they were really nice guys you know like when you put kind of categories and then you start fighting over okay, north indians are bad mm-hmm. or they think south indians are bad and we will fight so yeah. that is the problem when you become friends with them everybody is nice you know True. everybody is nice and then i start playing cricket with them and it was fun like it was cricket it was sports and they have a different vibe to them compared to the south indians it's not good or bad it's just different both of you know the mallus are different yeah 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 these things are different and there'd be punjabi guys also you know oh. they would be very big and strong and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly i mean there'd be a group of their own so so fifth and sixth this is what happened like playing sport and uh, cricket cricket is like uh, playing cricket however i knew you know there was no training facility in saudi arabia hmm. like there's nothing you know saudi arabia is all about football So if you want to learn cricket there is no way there is no infrastructure there are no trained play, uh, trained like coaches to teach you what is right and what is wrong so i just play cricket play sport do sport and then go home and watch test matches no okay. you know you know my father would be like why are you watching test matches it is so boring yeah. you know my father is also into cricket but oh, okay yeah yeah but he wants to see you know each and every ball hit for a 6 2020 oh, okay, okay. is his game. game you know test matches like they you you know stay there you keep on you know defending defending but i was so obsessed with it i want to see it like okay dravid is batting okay sachin is batting he is still okay how, how how is he doing that how is the footwork so i was just completely this is all that i had in my head then after 6 standard we decided as a family to uh, migrate back to kerala my father had a construction company he had two brothers uh, uh, and he gave it to them the construction company and we all came back to kerala because it was enough my father was there for 20 years and he was okay this is enough let's come back to kerala so my mother also came back to kerala and she started working over here my father came back and he uh, started to get into like a little bit of real estate and all that stuff and uh, and i was super happy to come back to kerala 
because you know india is all about cricket yeah. india is obsessed with cricket and i am indian and i am in kerala <laughs> okay. like yes <laughs> finally <laughs> finally this is happening and uh, i mean uh, in the place that i told you about kodamangalam oh, no, you studied yes. your bachelor's degree over there yeah, right right <laughs> and uh, yeah there was this uh, uh, academy Uh, of that college that you studied in mm-hmm. ma college ma college cricket academy yeah, which yeah. had the best yeah which <laughs> had the best which had the best cricketing facilities in kerala at that time oh. it was the best in kerala best. because there was no other nets in kerala which had shade oh, you know okay which means you can play even when it is raining you can practice oh, even okay. when it is raining yeah okay. so this was the only academy that had that facility in kerala so i i joined that academy and i joined the school called uh, village international school which is a pretty good school uh, in kerala uh, i mean a lot of nri kids would be studying over there that like nri school okay. <laughs> and i was also nri and okay they put me over there i mean i was not really thinking about which school i should go to i was only thinking about cricket okay. wherever whichever school i go to i am not going to study i am going to play cricket <laughs> so it's like okay i don't care you know so i mean because of their uh, good intentions and goodwill they put me in that school because they wanted me to do well in academics i had no interest but they wanted me to so i joined this cricket academy and this school i would say it's a good school if you are academically oriented oh. if you are into sports if you are into something else it's a horrible place to be oh. the horrible place to be. <laughs> means uh, the te- see means always like this the teachers who do they pick on they pick on the students that don't study, study yeah right right so so if you are interested in something else if you like i mean i mean i was not a slacker uh, when it came to what i wanted to do i did that but i was a slacker in academics so my the teachers they would have some problem at home maybe a fight with their husband or their wife <laughs> you know and they came to class and they wanted to take it out on someone so it's the student that does not study that they are me and and some other students also <laughs> yeah that is who they took it out on it's a school was kind of a horrible environment for me except during the sports day no. <laughs> yeah so i mean i really did not want to go to school so some days i i skipped school whenever i could for competitions for cricket matches etc so when i joined this cricket academy and also this school in the cricket academy i joined it when i was 12 years old yeah so i was kind of the youngest guy over there one of the youngest and everybody else everybody else is like they're super trained they know how to play like mm. everything is perfect they're doing the straight drives cover drives defense cut shots perfectly no. the bowling action is perfect and i am here 12 years old bin guy who <laughs> cannot <laughs> will cannot even lift a bat properly okay. so so i was a kind of intimidate in the beginning because i don't know you know how to play cricket i not played with a stitch ball stitch ball oh. is like the hard no. hard ball okay. okay you know like i played with the rubber ball and the tennis yeah. ball Yeah, in Saudi Arabia, when you play cricket, you don't play with the stitch ball. You're going to get injured, or you're going to die. Play with that. <laughs> die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is that is a stone man. <laughs> That's yeah. a stone ball. Yeah. So, uh, so it was little intimidating at first, but then I was obsessed. I want to get into the Indian team. I mean, my teenage naive dream. I would say. I mean, I would not call it naive. Each and every single big dream is in a way naive to someone else who cannot see it, right? So, I mean, in my head. the answer like the solution was play for india i mean i did not articulate what the problem was or what the issue was there was always this restlessness within me like yes i have to i have to do something i have to get somewhere 
and this was my answer like uh, cricket was the answer you know play cricket get into the indian team that is the answer to life that's it so i mean i had that kind of intensity about cricket i was completely obsessed when i was in school I, this is all i was thinking about when you know when the teacher would be taking mathematics class i would be thinking about okay which stance which defense you know am i playing the cut shot properly is my stance proper am i my bowling action is it correct like this is what i was completely thinking about and i was there in the academy every single day uh, after school i would go to the academy and oh. practice yeah after school nobody did that oh. everyone came on sundays and saturdays oh okay. but but i would go after the school i would just rush to the academy and practice so there was this guy in the academy called arun uh, he was a student in the engineering college and he was the best player in the academy at that time he was around 21 years old at that 21 or 22 years old at that time and he was also as obsessed as i was okay. about cricket he was also there after uh, the college got over he would come and he would also practice so it would be him and me nobody else so he kind of uh, uh, took a little liking to me and he said okay you do something i'll train you uh, i will teach you how to play you just practice so i became completely obsessed with it i went there every day and he trained me and by the time that i was 13 i joined when i was 12 by the time that i was 13 i became the captain of the under 16 team over there oh okay yeah so i'm the youngest guy in the team and i'm the captain oh so this was like a huge ego boost for me you know i'm like the youngest guy in the team and i'm the captain everybody is like 14 15 16 years old and i'm like okay this is wonderful like i'm i trained my ass off you know nobody was there working as hard as me and i now became the captain there were some people in the team who were much older who did not like the fact that a 13 year old was captain but the coach was like i mean he does the work he practices so he is the captain and i kind of you know when you see that you're working hard and you're getting results you get motivated to do more so i was like okay this is working this is good i should do more <laughs> you know <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so when i was 14 i went and joined a gym okay. uh, i i wanted to strengthen my core you know core means the the abdominal muscles and uh, the body back and my arms so that i could play shots better there would be more power behind the shots and uh, when i was bowling you know there be more speed and pace to the uh, action and also the delivery of the ball so i wanted to get better get better get better at cricket you know i'm already good people already think that i'm going to make it big in cricket but i am like no this is not it i'm going to be superman in cricket <laughs> so I, i mean so when i went to the gym there was not a single person who was 14 years old ah, in the gym okay not a single person so the gym trainer he was like you're 14 years old why are you coming to the gym now wait for some time okay. and i said i'm playing cricket i want to get better at it i want to come to the gym i i, I don't want to do all those kind of you know uh, heavy exercise like squatting leg presses etc but just give me the basic exercises to strengthen my body he was like okay then no problem you're into sport you come so he gave me the necessary exercises to do and i was super focused i was going to the gym i was training and when i was 15 years old so i'm the captain of the academy when i'm 13 Yeah. Yeah. Then, then in school, in athletics, I'm doing very good because of this cricket training. I yeah. mean, I was not specifically training for athletics, but when you're doing cricket, you're running and you're doing all that. So, athletically, you're built up. So, I was winning athletics competitions in school, etc. Short put and all this javelin and you know running 800 meters, 1500 meters. I mean, I was winning these competitions. So, I what happened when I was 15 was something that 
something that even I did not imagine. Because we had three senior teams and one under 16 team. So the coach decided to make me the captain of one of the senior teams oh. when I was 15 years old. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, so I'm the captain of this under 16 team and the captain of one of the senior teams when I'm 15 years old. That created kind of a havoc in the academy. Okay. Oh, okay. Because there were a lot of guys practicing for 10 years. You know, all the guys are 20 plus oh, okay. in the okay. team. Okay. I'm 15 years old. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm the captain of, you know, this team. There were a lot of guys who had a big problem with that. You know, their egos were really hurt. And they and they kind of tried to, you know, play the captain even though I was the captain. Okay. You see. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, we played in Kalu Stadium. Kalu Stadium. Are you yes, familiar yes. with that? I'm just behind that right now, stay, taking this conversation. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we played the matches in Kalu Stadium. So when we are playing, you know, like I'm the captain. I'm the one who takes the decisions. I'm the one who sets the field. So I'd come and set the field in a particular way, for a particular bowler, for a particular purpose. Yeah. You know. And these guys would like, like there would be one guy who'd come and he would say, you know, you stand here. No, no, no. You, you come. You come stand here. This guy go there. Okay. Like, what are you doing? Okay. Like, this guy was just, you know, obsessed with, he wanted to be the captain. Captain, yeah? okay. But he was not ready to do the work. He was not ready to do the practice. So, he wanted to kind of out-macho me, okay. you know, yeah. in the team. Okay. So, I said, this is not going to happen. You know, either I am the captain or you are the captain. You are not the captain. That means you listen to what I am saying. Okay. <laughs> so, this guy did not like that. And, you know, there was this problem in the academy with the coach, etc. And he left he did not want to play anymore because he oh. couldn't stand the fact that, I mean, it was not me. It was the fact that I was 15 years old. 15 years. That was the problem. Yes. No, that was the problem. I mean, he was like, okay, he plays good, but he's 15. Like, he was asking the coach, why are you making a 15-year-old the captain? Yeah. So, there was all these things. It was kind of troubling to see that because when you're, like, when you're 15, like, you're not that mature. You know, you, I mean, you see that and you see, I mean, you, you have an expectation of adults, yeah, 20-year-olds. And when you see people like this coming and kind of picking on you, I mean, you're the captain, you have to stand there like this strong. But when you see kind of this immaturity, you also feel a kind of feel kind of hurt. But then again, the, I mean, the coach said, this is going to happen. You have to get used to it. So I was like, okay, no problem. If that is how it is, that is how it is. It was a little painful, of course, because he was a member of my team. We used to work together, practice together. I mean, I liked him. He also liked me. But the thing was that this was his problem, you know. He, he, he could not stand it. And maybe, and maybe, you know, I, my 15 year old ego would also have been a problem over there. I also said some things which I should not have said. So there was this issue, you know, like, I mean, when you're that young and, you know, this much responsibility is put on you and you, uh, and, and other people make you feel this important, your ego also goes up a little bit. You also start thinking that you're some big deal, you know, I'm, I'm the captain, you know, you listen to me. That kind of mindset also comes in. You know, there was wrong uh, things that I did that he also did. I think I, I regret doing that. But, you know, that is what it is. It, that is how it happened. And after 15, after this, I'm, I'm doing very well in cricket. Really well in cricket. And district selections are coming. I'm getting calls from the district selection committee and all. And it's going pretty well. But the thing is... When you're playing cricket with a stitch ball, right? You're always injured. Oh, you're okay. always, always, always injured. Either you'll have some sprain, either some like minor fractures would happen. Oh, okay. When the ball comes, when you're catching it, this thing would bend and okay. it'll fracture. And when you're batting, uh, even when you're wearing shoes, right? 
there'd be really fast, like super fast bowlers would be bowling Yorkers. Oh, okay. Sometimes you would not get it on the bat. You would get it on your shoes. Oh, okay. So the toes would be fractured. Okay. And, you know, it'd be swelling, fractures, etc. The number of times I've been in the hospital, uh, I, I don't even remember. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, and there is this hospital called uh, Besselius Hospital. Uh, do you remember? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, my mother was teaching in uh, this college called Besselius Nursing College. Yeah. So most of the students uh, would be nurses in this hospital. Oh, yeah? okay. Most of my mother's students. Okay. So what would happen was each and every month I would be there for <laughs> at least two days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, so my mother's students would know me. Okay. Like they would see me and they would say, "Eh, me <laughs> binay Which means, "Eh, you came again." <laughs> okay. So this was a regular thing. I mean, I mean, I would get dislocations, fractures, the knee dislocations and fractures and this and that. And I went through two surgeries because mm-hmm. of my hamstring injury and this, that. So it was very physically demanding playing cricket because this ball is like, this, the ball is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the ball is the problem. Like it is seriously hard. I mean, if you're not wearing a helmet, if I was not wearing a helmet, yeah, I would be dead now. Like, you would not be speaking to me now. I'm 100% sure I would be dead now. Because the number of times I've gotten hit in the helmet, man, it's it's unbelievable. There are people who play cricket. I mean, if anybody is listening and who play cricket, please, like, wear the protective gear. You know, it's like kind of machoism. I won't wear helmet. I can play. And you get hit on the head. You are not playing anymore. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Like, that is serious stuff. So, this was always there. And uh, I finished my 10th. Yeah? Cricket is going well. Academics is going super horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got 78% in 10th. 78. This is CBSE, all right? So it's horrible marks. Mm. Yeah, you know, in, right? according to Indian parents standards, 78 yeah. is bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, they yeah. should understand in Kerala, 99% is. You should say that for <laughs> exactly. reference. Otherwise, they'll be like 78% good. <laughs> <They're> not... <laughs> okay, compared to the Indian and Kerala standards, 78% yeah. means you failed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Failure person means you're a failure. Failure. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I was doing good in cricket. In athletics, I was doing good in school. In school, I was winning cricket competition. Hands down, there was nobody to compete because, I mean, I'm playing cricket for the district and over here, school, who's going to play with me? So, in the school, I was winning cricket competitions. I was uh, doing sport and playing, let's say, football and basketball. Like, when you're physically active, all these things just, you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, when you're playing cricket, you play football for fun, for fitness. Okay. So you also learn to play football. So these things just happen when you're into sports. So I'm doing athletics. That is going good. Academics horrible. So after 10th, uh, my parents wanted me to stay in that school itself. So my parents went to get admission for 11 in that school. So we are all in the principal's office and the principal is an ex-military guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah ex-military guy. It was like seriously crazy guy. <laughs> Like very well-educated, very well-spoken, but very strict. Yeah, very strict. So my parents are sitting there. I'm standing because you're not supposed to sit. You're a student. Yeah, I'm standing there. And uh, he said, okay, Jason is not going to study anything. He will just go on playing cricket and this and that. We want students who study. We don't want our academic performance to go down. So we don't want him uh, in the school. You take him away somewhere. So my mother was super upset. Uh, I still remember when we were coming, walking, like there was this stairs, open stairs. And uh, we go to the parking space. My mother was crying when she was walking down the stairs. And I saw that and I was like, I mean, when you see your mother crying, it's it's always like you, there's nothing to say. I mean, 
I, I don't know how to describe it. It was really painful. And, uh, but then again, I thought to myself, I mean, I'm doing good in cricket, you know, like, why are you not proud of me? Because I'm doing, I mean, really good in cricket. All the people in the academy, like, they respect me immensely. And at home, it was because my parents, my mother is a professor, my father is a businessman. So you know how it is. It's not cricket that they value. Yeah. It's academics, you know. Like, you know, when your mother is a professor, <laughs> of course it is academics that she values. And at home, it was like, what are you going to do? Like, this is what you're going to do all your life. You're going to hit a ball. You're going to hit a ball all your life. <laughs> so I'm like, see, I mean, I, this is what I'm into. This is what I want to do. You know, like, it was kind of horrible at home also because they were not, I mean, they were understanding, but I, I could understand their situation. Because, you know, like I was a troublemaker at school, you know, I was not this good kid because when you're in sport, the kind of company that you have is also, I mean, you know how it is. So you, you get into fights, you get into all that. And, you know, my I'm not a sports person. I don't know. Anna. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I okay, was so the guy, I was the guy who, who wanted to play, but I did not have the skills. So I used to be the study. I wanted to okay. be like you. I used to see guys who used to be cricket and put like today from today I would start running the ground. I would get fit. <laughs> Two days I would I'm like study. You know, but you know, but I would say, but say, I mean, this is different things, right? Like yeah, yeah. academics, you're doing yeah, good. Totally different. That's wonderful from one area. Sports are doing good. That's wonderful from one area. Like it has advantages to both, isn't it? So I mean, when you're doing sports, you will have a friend circle of I maybe sports is people. better. I personally think sports is like. Yeah. Like I wanted to be a sports person, but I did not have oh. the physical anything like that. Like I uh-huh. couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean. I'd say it also depends on the environment that you are brought up in. Maybe. So maybe. That would also have an impact. Yeah, yeah. So you know, when you're in sport, the kind of friends that you have, it's all. I mean, uh, school. Everybody thinks that you're cool. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I mean, yeah, because you're in sport, the kind of people that you even if you're a sports person, automatically in school you're cool. Yes, yeah? definitely. That's yes, cool. You're a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like uh, I mean, I'm not thinking I'm cool guy. I'm this that, but people like okay, but then you know all the sports guys and all that I was friends with. I mean, I knew that they were not thinking people. They're not intellectually. They're, I mean, they're not smart. Yeah. I mean, I'm not putting anybody down, but <laughs> I mean, not only them, even me. I mean, even me, I did not read anything. I mean, I was like good comeback, good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, seriously, seriously, I'm seriously. I mean, uh, not good in academics, not read anything, not smart in a like uh, wise or smart in a way. But you know, the kind of friends that you have, it's troublemakers. Like you getting into trouble is the thing. Somebody says something you did not like, you go and punch them. They come and punch you. <laughs> you know? That is the thing, man. Like that is the thing. You get beat up, you go and beat them up. It's not that you you go and beat them up all the time. You also get beat up many times. <laughs> So that is the thing. So my parents were called all the time to school, oh, okay, you know, okay. and my mother would joke that we should buy a property next to your school so that, you know, <laughs> we like can. we wouldn't have to travel all this. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever they are called, we can just go. <laughs> so, I mean, so I could understand their frustration, you know, like uh, you have a son, your only son, he's not studying anything, getting into trouble all the time in school. So, you know, and they are thinking about, okay, what will he become? Like cricketing is not a profession that you success is guaranteed. So yeah, their concern I can understand. 
but then after 10th when i could not get uh, get admission in any school there was a school nearby called besania uh, not a very academically oriented school they had sports and everything oh yeah. good good <laughs> yeah. this is the only school that i could get into <laughs> <laughs> so they gave me admission over there and uh, that i mean i just became this sports guy in that school oh so i mean so i represent the school for i mean this school did not have uh, in inter school competitions you know school among school competitions okay. but this one had my oh. 11th one had oh okay so so i was representing the school for 800 meters 1500 meters and short put and i was playing football for the school basketball for the school i mean it was pretty amazing like in terms of sports but studies horrible <laughs> yeah. yeah i took science i took science oh you took science <laughs> yeah 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 your yeah. parents want science <laughs> yeah my parents exactly my parents wanted science i did not want to take science at all but the parents were like i mean if you take science you can go into any area any area i'm like i don't want to go into any area <laughs> but they said science i was like okay anyway i'm not going to study whatever science any area we just go into two places engineering and doctor <laughs> exactly exactly you know but i took computer science i took computer science yeah so doctor was not a fast you follow so and you know like i mean who are we kidding 78% doctor <laughs> so i mean so they said okay take science and i took science and this school was not that you know uh, this, the teachers were not torturing in that kind of way i mean even if you did not do good in academics they were like okay he is good in sports so it's it's understood but by then uh, i kind of understood that i started going for competitions and i kind of understood that uh, i i saw a lot of cricketers i mean i played with sanju samson you, oh, sanju samson yes. yeah sanju samson and sachin baby have you heard about those people for the viewers just like they have yeah. uh, sanju samson he got into the indian team I, i i don't think he's played yet but he was in ipl etc so and he is a really good player from kerala he i think is 2 years older than me so i got a chance to play with him and a few other players really good players and i kind of start to see that okay i am successful in cricket because of my obsession and because of my hard work not because of this natural talent that i have so i kind of started to understand that i don't have the natural talent to get into an indian team get into the indian team so so is there that required a natural talent is required to get oh yes oh yes oh yes i mean i mean if you if you see sachin baby right sachin baby batting in the nets or any internet like uh, state player international player batting in the nets you will distinctly be able to say the difference because the bowlers would be afraid to bowl to them oh okay yeah exactly hmm. i mean there is something called the follow through the bowler bowls okay. and then runs a little bit because of the momentum of okay. coming in with the run okay when players were bowling to sachin baby they would come bowl and they would stand there <laughs> okay know? okay because they don't know when the ball is going to come back at them at double the speed oh. you know so if it comes back at you and you're not aware it hits you in the head you're dead oh. yeah so i mean i mean i saw sachin baby play i was bowling to him and i was also kind of freaked out because you know so he was just smashing everyone man just smashing everyone and the nets right the cricket nets the cricket nets were shaking oh okay. like that is how good he was that is the amount of natural talent he had and i saw that and i was like okay i don't have this natural talent you know i am good because of the obsession and this crazy work ethic that i had towards cricket that's why i'm good i'm maybe captain of the academy maybe i'll get to play for the state maybe if i work hard enough but i don't think i have the you know talent to get into the indian team i mean i was straight with myself at that time i mean 
I could I could have been okay if I work out I'm I'm the best I became captain I will do this I will play for India I could have done that I could have gone with that mindset but the honest answer was no I did not have the natural talent to get into the Indian team so that kind of you know broke me completely because you know this is my dream since I was little like since I was five six years old Indian team cricket. so i mean when you have such a dream and you put all you have into it thinking about this all the time and you know all this broken bones and you know going to the hospital and all this for all this and and then nothing you know so i was like okay if i can't get into the indian team why am i wasting my time over here so i kind of slowly stopped going to the academy you know i i used to go a little bit uh, some days then i would stop then i would go after some time then i slowly gave it up Oh, okay. so the people in the academy were calling me uh-huh. because when the coach was not there uh, you know i would be the one coaching the players okay at the academy because that is the level of like i was there all the time man you have to okay. understand that okay. all the time so 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 i had the keys to the academy too oh nobody had the keys they gave me the keys to the academy also so i gave back the keys i i did not say that i was going but i stopped answering their calls and i just kind of faded away you know <laughs> it was just after that nets practice with that particular person sanju baby or like like no, that no, not only that not only okay. that that was okay. one element of it okay playing with being exposed to these kind of players who had these this kind of capability international level capability i compared myself to them and i was like okay no <laughs> i don't have what they have so i kind of uh, step back and i said okay it's time for me to leave this because i'm not going to be the best at it then what's the point so i kind of step back and i was really i mean i wouldn't say depressed i was really sad but i was angry you know you know that was the experience for me it was not going down completely i was like super angry because i was angry at my teachers till 10 they were like you know like you know they always picked on me for because you know like, like i was not studying whatever problem they had me and a few other people who did not study and you know my parents also kind of because they had not support me in cricket so i was really 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 angry and also with myself because you know like because when you don't have the natural talent when you see that you don't have you, you're like angry at yourself why don't i have the natural talent so i'm like super angry at myself it was like anger all the time and most of the time what happens is when someone loses their dream or something like this they go into drugs or you know yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah. drinking and it was easy for me to go into because you know like the kind of people that i was friends with it was easy for me to go into but for some reason i don't know why i did not go into that i just took the amount of the time that i was spending in cricket i put into the gym okay i was going to the gym in the morning at 5 o'clock i woke up and went to the gym uh, after school was over i would practice and go to the gym for 2 hours then get home by 7 o'clock so it was like morning 2 hours practice evening 2 hours in the gym working out so the gym trainer was like why are you training for 2 hours am you're already thin you want to gain weight right okay so he, so i mean i mean i could not tell him that i lost my dream okay adha cheta inde valli aagra adu adu adukku poi adu karanam so i mean so i couldn't say that so i mean so i was like i you know this is just you know tuma simply i just want yeah. to come here so i was doing that training like hell in the gym and it was like i mean gym i kind of got big slowly because when i was in school uh, the morning was uh, athletics practice i would have to be there in the ground by 5 o'clock in the morning so there would be athletics practice in the morning then i would sleep in class 
Class, I would go to the back bench and I would sleep. I would not study anything. Then evening, I would go straight to the gym and I'd work out for two hours. Then go home, eat, and then sleep. That was that was my routine. And I mean, I was not kind of buff at that time. Not like physically, muscularly built up, but I was super ribbed. Like okay. all the abs were showing, very well defined. Whatever I had, it was pure muscle. Okay. Because I was doing this much athletics, right? Okay. Like you won't be able to gain weight when you're running this much. I'm right. doing 800 meters and 1500 meters. So school went like that. School was fun. I mean, I I I, I had friends and all all the time. Like we'd go out. That was wonderful. Like friends and all was wonderful. But academics, super horrible. <laughs> in twelfth again, my academic performance went down. I got sixty nine percent in twelfth. Yeah? Okay, sixty nine. Sixty nine. Sixty nine percent. You Indian know, standard. Like, Please tell yeah. Indian standards. And exactly. <laughs> in, in in Indian standards, sixty nine percent means it's worse than failure. <laughs> it's worse than failure. You are literally into drugs and alcohol. Sixty nine percent. Exactly. Exactly. Sixty nine percent means you're you're gone, man. Like yeah. you're gone. You won't get. Yeah. You won't be able to get married. Nothing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. So my parents were like super unhappy. Sixty nine percent. You're not studying anything. What are you going to do? and i am like you know now my dream story became okay i want to do bodybuilding you know okay. oh yeah okay. from cricket because i'm in the gym all the time i'm pretty muscular you know not that big but my body is muscular in whatever i had was muscular so it's okay i should get into bodybuilding i should build my muscles i should get into bodybuilding so 12th was over and i started going to the gym full time yeah and my father he i mean he is a self made man so he has this chill about him you know he i mean he will say he doesn't care like okay i mean you want to do that you do that okay. so, at the end of the day he is like that you know so I mean, uh, so i was like okay i want to build my body i'm going to the gym in the morning two hours and and i looked at bodybuilding workouts and diets so there's this book called the encyclopedia of bodybuilding written oh. by arnold schwarzenegger oh okay so uh, yeah so i started reading that book and a lot of articles and a lot of videos about bodybuilding and diet and all and uh, there was this mr olympia competition have you heard about like no, no, the no. best biggest bodybuilding competition in the world oh okay there's, yeah so so there's this guy called jay cutler and ronnie coleman this is the biggest bodybuilders in the world okay. so i started looking at their diet okay. like these guys are like i don't know 200 kg so huge guys like okay. super huge Guys, I started looking at their diet. I wanted to be like them, all right. Okay. So, <laughs> so looking at their diet, and they eat six to seven times a day. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah, six to seven times a day. They the the diet is every two hours you have to eat. Oh okay. Yeah. To get big. Big. Because the theory is, if you eat three times a day, uh, the amount of food that you eat would be much less if you eat seven times a day. Even though the individual meals would be smaller, the total calories that goes in would be much higher. Much higher. Okay. Yeah. So I started eating five times a day. Oh, yeah. okay. Seven, seven was too much for me. Okay. It's like I started eating five times a day, and I started eating fifteen uh, eggs every single oh. day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which means like fifteen uh, eggs means fifteen egg whites and five yolks. Okay. Yeah. Not whole eggs because whole if you egg. eat whole eggs, you will get cholesterol and die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I remember. I mean, I would not boil because boiling takes a lot of time. Frying like is bad. Like this. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I, I I break it and I pour it into the glass, like two three eggs, and I would just drink it. Oh. 
the taste was horrible man but <laughs> <laughs> but i wanted to build my body so i did that okay. yeah so i built up my body i went from around 55 kg to 80 kg so it worked that it worked when you did yeah. this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, plus i was consuming protein powders and all that okay uh, so i got to 80 kg like i was i was really big oh you became bigger went, yeah yeah i was hey, 80 kg man 80 kg yeah. means right now i am right now i am 60 okay yeah. so i was 80 means i was quite big do you have pictures my... of this do you have pictures of oh yes oh yes oh yes, oh, yes. So we'll put I it have... in the description in a google drive yeah. you can send me or yeah, something yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean not many pictures i have this uh, trans- transformation picture of uh, yeah, yeah. when i was bodybuilding and yeah that kind of picture <laughs> yeah so that was there and uh, uh, the i mean when i go to 80 kg the gym trainer knows that i want to compete yeah okay okay so you start from district level competitions okay yeah so he came and told me i mean i thought uh, steroids were not used oh okay yeah i thought steroids were only used for like uh, the mr universe and mr olympia kind of competitions so this guy comes up to me the gym trainer comes up to me he is uh, mr idiki all right okay so okay. yeah like he is three times mr idiki okay. so this guy comes up to me and he says that okay you got this big very good this is wonderful if you want to compete you have to take test- uh, testosterone injection you have to take this injection you have to take this tablet i'm like what wait what <laughs> what tablet <laughs> what is See, testosterone is a male growth hormone right right so yeah you, you have to take that kind of derivative injections or something so i was like okay what the hell i mean i never thought for district level competitions i will have to take steroids mm-hmm. i mean i was like kind of okay taken aback by this you know i thought i could compete in district level without just yeah. because of hard work and yeah, you know right. pumping it in the gym and i went home and i you know my mother is a nurse all right oh damn it <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah yeah um, my mother has a masters degree in nursing and she is a professor now yeah. so she hates it when i'm nice. eating protein powders yeah mm-hmm. she is like super against protein powders there were times when she would take my protein powder and dump it all oh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> because she was super against she was like you're destroying your body Mm. but i i am stupid man i am like at that time my i am is get big no matter what it takes so i'm eating all this protein powders getting big and i kind of went home and i started researching about steroid use and all that and the you know the side effects mm. that were showing was kind of horrible liver damage kidney damage uh, you know uh, i mean there be a super increase in cholesterol gut would go up mm. and uh, mood irregularities and i was like okay what is this heart problems heart failures etc so i'm like okay do i want to destroy my body for bodybuilding i i don't think so 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 this is the time that i am in this is the time that i uh, my parents bought me a seat for for engineering in oh. my college yeah oh <laughs> yeah. okay okay exactly okay. exactly okay. uh for mechanical engineering mechanical hey mechanical yeah. <laughs> same yeah. i also yeah. got seat like <laughs> dude you we are we are basically the same person <laughs> <laughs> so so i got uh, my parents bought me a seat for mechanical engineering uh, and i was going to college and i was the biggest guy in college all right at okay. that time okay. like i was the biggest guy in class like most muscular <laughs> and uh, i was like not really still not studying anything okay. i would not go for like most of the exams i would i would go from home but i would not attend the exam like i would be there in the that ground would be there right, <laughs> right, right. you know yeah. i'd be i'd be staying there or the you know like the the uh, this one would be there uh, like the athletics ground would be there for the arts people i would be going there so just staying there simply roaming around over there i did not write the exam because i did not study anything yeah and uh, 
this kind of steroid use and all this kind of you know my second rim was also kind of broken so i cannot become body by i don't want to destroy my body so right this is the time that i was like i don't know what to do anymore you know what to do so there were a lot of intellectuals in that college there were a lot of people who were into reading you know reading different kinds of books so i i kind of became friends with them you know i i like to talk about it. i like to listen to what they were saying uh this deeply intellectual conversations you know like psychology and all that they were into it so i listened to them and i started you know listening to the kind of books that they read and i also started reading some of these books like osho was oh, okay yeah osho was one of the biggest topics of discussion among them you know his theories about philosophy and about psychology and all that so i started reading osho so this is like no intellectual background to hyper intellectual yeah, uh-huh. isn't it yeah like osho is like like very intellectual guru yeah so i started reading about osho and osho kind of pushes you into uh, western philosophy uh, he he talks about philosophers like nietzsche and bertrand russell and all this and i and i started buying their books and reading in the beginning i could not understand anything at all <laughs> okay <laughs> but then you know but then i started listening you know because right now i'm looking for answers like i'm completely fed up like what is this life about you know nothing is going properly i mean even though i had success in what i want to do i did not have the kind of success that i wanted you see so i'm like okay this this life is nonsense man like what is this about and i was also religious i used to go to the church and i would pray and all that and i was also kind of angry at god because god is not listening to any of my prayers <laughs> is happening you know so i started reading osho and osho is like he slaps you in the face like that is the i mean have you read osho i've not read one or two books only i've read one two one books two only yeah, two yeah. books oh it's it's i mean i really loved reading osho okay. and his talks talks on youtube i would listen to it and he kind of his way of uh, let's say his way of oratory or or articulation is he kinds of destroy he kind of destroys everything that you believe in yeah <laughs> i mean i was i i believed in god and all this i started listening to osho and like, you know, this, this god is a very silly idea okay <laughs> it doesn't really make sense <laughs> like, what, what is this no, okay. so i became super influenced by osho i started reading a lot of books then i decided okay this is pretty interesting i'm interested in this stuff so i started going for debate competitions and oh, okay. and, yeah when i was in college because of this friend circle that i had okay. they were into all this stuff so i started for, uh, going for debate competitions and model united nations competitions it's oh. like debate okay. yeah so not debate but it's kind of like discussion oriented so i went to bangalore and competed uh, in different places so i mean my my language was uh, comparatively good you know compared to local standards so 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 i could speak speaking was not much of an issue so i i went and spoke and i started winning debate competitions and i was like okay this is good like this is like the people that i was competing with they were like 90% 90% 95% 2000 i'm competing with these people and i'm talking to them i'm in the same level and they don't know my history 68% 78% <laughs> so so they also think i am some uh, let's say high mark scoring you know yeah. mark scoring intellectual guy you know but only i know the truth right <laughs> <laughs> so this happened but still i am not studying anything in college yeah i am interested in this stuff but i am not reading the college books oh, yes. now i think it was in second semester that we had economics 
I wasn't I mean, uh, for uh, engineering. So we had this subject called economics. And uh, there was this economics sir. I think you would remember the guy with the uh, bald head. Okay. He, yeah. I uh, Probably he might have told you. Yeah. So this guy came and took the class and I was super interested. I don't know why, but economics, I was super interested. Even mine also. Only that subject I used to study. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to get good marks for that only. Ah, exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> For all the other uh, subjects, I would not even go yeah. for the exam. Even if I went, I would like get, yeah, like z- nothing at all. <laughs> I would fail for everything. But for economics, I got one of the highest marks. Highest mark. Oh, class. Hey, are highest. we same or what? <laughs> Dude, we are, we are the same person <laughs> sitting in two different places <laughs> at once. <laughs> the world is Maya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so economics, I scored really high marks and all my friends, all my classmates were like super surprised. Like, how is this possible? So I, I was like, okay, I mean, finally I'm interested in something intellectual. And this is the time I'm listening to Osho. I'm reading Osho's books and I'm against religion. You know, whoever is religious, they come to me. I want to have an intellectual discussion. <laughs> <you see? laughs> I, I want to destroy their religious beliefs, you know, with my mother, with my father, uh-huh. with my grandparents, everyone, you know, yeah. no, but my grandparents were fine because they're communists. Communists. So, oh, they're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The listeners will have a hard time to this communist. Uh, they're uh, in the same family. <laughs> <laughs> See, communist, communist means there is a lot of communist people in Kerala for those people who are not in Kerala. Yeah. So communists do not believe in uh, God or any religion or something, uh, anything like that. So my grandparents, my grandfather and his brother, etc. Uh, they were in the communist revolution that happened in Kerala and they are irreligious. They go to like they go to church and all because their wives are going, but no. they are not religious at all. So they really liked that I was talking and destroying everyone's religion, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but there were a lot of people who did not like talking to me at that time. You know, because this is how it is, right? You you talk to people like they there is something precious that they believe in and they think that it is right, and you go and you say this is nonsense, you know. Like they, they don't like it, but I was in that intellectual debate mode at that time. So this is all I did. Talking to people, talking to intellectuals, really intellectual people who read all the time. And even those people who did not read, I would want to get into an intellectual conversation with them and they would be like, okay, I have to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I kind of feel bad about it that I, I should not have done that. I should have been more understanding and caring towards them, but you know you know, different phases in your life. So I was doing that and I came home and I said, okay, I don't want to pursue engineering anymore. Oh, you put the bomb. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and my parents were like, again, <laughs> we are, <laughs> what will we do with you? <laughs> so I was like, I am very interested in economics and all this. So I, I finally found what I'm interested in. So this is a management seat. So they spend a lot of money to mm-hmm. get me into that college. So after a lot of, you know, thinking, my parents said, okay, fine. You know, you drop out if you want to drop out. You do what you want to do. Understanding in that way. They were, I would say, even though they had this idea about what I should do with my life, uh, at the end of the day, because maybe I was because so stubborn, they kind of gave in. Okay. Like you are the son at the end of the day. You do, I mean, I mean, you're the only son at the end of the day. Maybe that was their thinking. You do whatever you want to do. Now I also had a sister. Like my sister was born when I was 15 years old. Oh. 15 years old. And she was little. 
and i kind of said okay i want to drop out so after the first year i dropped out of engineering and uh, i started researching about like what are the courses that are related to economics and stuff like this and i found uh, about this course called cfa yeah now now and now this is the time that i'm listening to osho and i'm meditating you know i'm 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 doing his dynamic meditation dynamic and, meditation like, can you yeah. talk a bit about that also I means through the dynamic conversation. meditation dynamic meditation is like this it's one hour oh, so okay. so so you get audio of it and you get steps to do it so i don't exactly remember it a long time ago so you jump around dance around in the beginning and you do a lot of physical kind of movements and at the end for 10 or 15 minutes you just uh stand still or sit still yeah so it's a very vigorous kind of uh, meditation means you do a lot of physical exertion in the beginning and then slowly 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 in the last it is stillness you stand there for 10 minutes so that is dynamic meditation so i'm doing dynamic meditation i'm simply doing meditation osho's idea of meditation means you know just observe your thoughts don't bother with them be a witness to it whatever is happening just sit there close your eyes so i'm doing it and i would say that gave me a lot of balance and a lot of calm to myself this this you know this physical hyperactivity and this intensity kind of the need for that kind of went down and i was you know uh, i mean i was enjoying reading books and all this so this is a complete change i mean my friends could not even recognize me like what what philo- philosophy do <laughs> <laughs> let's run let's go climb a hill <laughs> <laughs> this what is happening and uh, uh, my friends also noticed this change and uh, i said okay i i want to study cfa so cfa is a course that uh, if you have to study a cfa you need a bachelor's degree okay now i don't have a bachelor's degree right uh, oh, i dropped out okay okay yeah yeah so i decided to uh, okay some commerce related bachelor's degree because that is what be useful for cfa cfa is a finance uh, a uh, course like if you want to get into investment banking uh, etc let's say uh, invest on your own financial analysis like this is the most difficult course in finance worldwide it is given by uh, this us accredited uh, uh, company called cfa institute so i i said okay i want to go for that and my parents were like my parents researched about this and they were like okay this is more difficult than engineering <laughs> are you sure <laughs> that you that you, <laughs> that you want to go for this like this is for people who study <laughs> so so i'm like let me try let me see what you know because i was also a little intimidated cfa you know it's like very difficult everybody is saying very difficult and uh, you know i was like okay let me try if i pass i pass i don't know so i got uh, i i got admission for bba in this college uh, near where i live not a very good college it was uh, like a normal normal college so i got admission for bba over there and that college was very liberal like if you go to class also if you don't go to class also <laughs> it's fine yeah? yeah it's fine i mean if you get marks if you're scoring good marks if you're passing they're fine like they will give you attendance and all that yeah. so most of the time i did not go i was going for this competition debate competitions etc now this is the time i'm not working out at all all right okay. no gym no fitness nothing and my health was kind of going down because of all this injury that i had when i was playing cricket and when i was going to the gym there is no stretching right your uh, body is all tight up yeah 
my body is very tight and i remember when i was hanging and all like if i was hanging and all i would have pain in the back because of how tight my muscles were because i'm doing like i remember when i was 80 kg uh, if you go to the gym bench press do you remember like, do you know yeah like bench press i'm i'm doing 80 kg bench press oh okay i'm doing squats i'm doing 110 kg squats 110 squats so, yeah yeah okay. 110 kg on the back i'm doing squats with 110 kg like three or four reps at max okay. so i'm like super heavy i used to go super heavy in the gym so because of this i've had like kind of sprains and injuries in the back and all so it was difficult for me to even move my body at that time so my health was deteriorating because you're not moving your body at all when you do fitness for this long and then you don't do anything it's very difficult the body is kind of crammed up so i'm just doing intellectual stuff reading going for debates and uh, i want to learn cfa so this is the condition physically this is the condition intellectually i'm doing pretty well now oh my total over all exactly 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 uh before it was physically i'm doing like uh, in terms of sports i'm doing good intellectually it was like this now physically it went down like this intellectually it came up like this can you say this dialogue for me till now you are saying horribly bad can you now change yeah. it and say it <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was it was uh, right now during this time academics and intellectualism was going amazingly well <laughs> and physical fitness was going horribly <laughs> so Uh, so i was going for debate competitions in different places uh, like w- one was conducted by madhubhumi and all uh, debate competition i won that competition and i was doing pretty good in terms of uh, let's say intellectual exploration and all that and um, in t- i mean in college also i was doing good i mean i was in the top 3 in the class all the time uh, because it was easy for me i was interested in it i mean i did not go to class much but i was interested in commerce in accounting and economics and finance and all i was interested so i learned anyway i read and learned so i was getting good marks and the teachers were happy they were giving me attendance even though i was not in school most of the time so it was good it was wonderful i mean this is when i realized that even if you like behave badly or if you cause trouble uh, if you study well they kind of you know let you let you go and i was like wow <laughs> i didn't know this <laughs> and and plus teachers like you more you know right, right like i mean if you're only studying and doing nothing else they're kind of okay he's like only studying i mean if you're studying and going out and causing a little bit of trouble they're like they they kind of like you and i was like oh so this is fantastic <laughs> yeah and yeah my academics was going good and i uh, went to ernakulam in this place called kadvantara and uh, joined uh, uh, this ims pro school institute and there was this sir called saji like he he was a cfa charter holder he was working in dubai he was born and brought up in mumbai so he 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 was a mallu but he could not speak malayalam that well oh, okay so he is really he speaks really good english really good hindi he is very energetic very enthusiastic very passionate about the subject and i listened to his uh, listened to his introductory talk and i was like i was own oh, man i was hooked like this guy is this guy is good so i joined uh, the institute and i started you know because of his passion like when you listen to people who are super passionate about what they're doing right like you all that that passion kind of rubs off on you also yeah so this guy is super this sir was super passionate about it and i also like he was teaching with this excitement with this open eyed like excitement and i was listening with this excitement you know <laughs> so 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 i remembered everything that was taught in class because of this intensity and excitement that i had 
and he was talking about various things that happened in the world economy what happened with greece what happened with uh, usa during the 2008 financial crisis and i was like hooked oh, this is amazing stuff i want to know and i said there were around 15 people in the class and uh, i am studying my bachelor's degree and also cfa along with my bachelor's degree at this time. so this is intellectualism at its highest like nobody is doing this so i studied and i was going to the class i was like super interested and when the exam came the exam was in bangalore we went and wrote the exam and out of 15 people only two people passed oh yeah it was me and another guy and and i scored marks above 90th percentile oh. for cfa for cfa you have to understand that like oh. for cfa means okay like that is for me it is unimaginable my parents almost fainted <laughs> <laughs> finally yeah 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 I mean, my parents were so happy like uh, my, my my parents were happy uh, when i started going to college and start getting marks over there that okay they kind of became happy then but when i scored marks about 90th percentile uh, 90th percentile for cfa they were like oh you have a brain <laughs> <laughs> so so they were also very happy and and my sir was also very happy and uh, and i was like super lucky that i asked him uh, that i would like to teach i said i'm super interested in economics i would like to teach so he said okay do something you take one class oh so he was yeah and he was very progressive he is i mean he he is still my teacher for cfa level 2 so he is very progressive and he did not have this age thing you know okay. like i'm just I, i think i was 22 or 21 when i passed and uh, 21 when i passed and i and i was 22 and all the students who come are like bank managers and oh, uh, okay. you know like there are very little students everybody are working professionals like almost everyone are like uh, 25 to 45 that's their age all the students so uh, he did not have this uh, mindset that okay a 22 year old teaching them might not go well he he did not think like that he gave me an opportunity so he told me to take Uh, uh, quantitative methods which is probability and all that so i took that class and uh, when he asked for feedback they said the class is really nice the students said the class is really nice and he said okay you do something you take quantitative methods and economics so i took quantitative methods and economics and then from then on i am a regular teacher over there oh. for uh, for for every single batch i take economics and uh, and uh, like uh, quantitative methods not so much and uh, I mean, they wanted me to take other subjects, but because right now I'm studying for CFA level two, uh, that's also pretty intense. So I'm studying that right now. Now, after I pass CFA level one, okay. yeah, <laughs> things are going good, but my health is deteriorating. Oh. My health is going down. This is when I was listening to Sadhguru. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. Okay. This is when I was listening to Sadhguru, and I was like, I was listening to Sadhguru, and I was comparing him to Osho. Okay. I was like, okay, Sadhguru is too diplomatic. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. you know. Sadhguru yeah, yeah. is too polite. Osho is like slap in your face. You know this is the truth. If you don't like it, go to hell. That yeah, is Osho's attitude. You know Sadhguru is like very diplomatic, very polite. I say, oh no no, Sadhguru is too soft. Yeah, yeah. Hey, not for me. Okay. <laughs> then then I started listening and listening, and then I said I start to think about it. And when I thought about it, you know Osho's life was very disastrous in a way. Yeah yeah. You know? That's the book I read. Where, the autobiography. Yeah yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, there is a book of spiritually incorrect mystic something is there right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what was it this uh, uh, spiritual uh, gangster uh, oh yeah spiritually inc- yeah something in- like spiritually that spiritually yeah, incorrect yeah. mystic yeah. Yeah, something like well uh, 
uh, well for the cover is it osho wearing a cooling glass yeah 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 the sunglasses it's very nice so i was thinking an you know, osho's life was pretty uh, i mean not that osho would have been bothered by it true but you know <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah ours according to our standard it's a disaster exactly exactly so the the social standards you know social there standards. were a lot of social opposition to him because of his abrasive uh, attitude towards speaking the truth and then i looked at sadguru and like for oh, sadguru things are just happening yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> calling him wherever and i was like okay so but then again sadguru is saying this is not the truth i'm being polite you know uh. <laughs> <laughs> so so i was like okay and sadguru is much more uh, wise and intelligent in that way in the social sense not that osho is better or sadguru is better i'm just i, I thought that okay sadguru is much more pragmatic when it comes to dealing with the society I mean, he knows how to play the game. You see, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I was like, okay. I mean, this guy is smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I started listening to him, and it started making sense. You know, Osho was completely against marriage. So, so, so I was also completely against marriage. You know, <laughs> because Osho is against marriage. How can you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then Sadguru said, uh, saying that okay, marriage is an institution. Uh, like that is the way it works. There is no other system. And I was like. but osho said <laughs> yeah, but then i you know then when i thought about it i was like yeah this is true you know for most people if they don't have a situation of you know uh, a marriage or a stable system like that everything will fall apart and there will be a lot of chaos so i was starting to understand where sadguru is coming from and the wisdom behind what he was saying and the kind of stupidity of my naive thinking you know that i had and i was kind of okay sadguru is much smarter than me you know <laughs> because because when you're winning you know debate competitions and you know you know this see whenever there is success it kind of it always kind of gets into your head so i'm thinking i'm smart all right i i think i'm smart dude winning so but then i'm listening to sadguru and i'm feeling like an idiot because what sadguru is saying is absolutely true and the dogmatic beliefs that i have in my head are kind of nonsensical it's like okay sadguru is smart i should you know shut up and listen to him then i was looking for okay what is the kind of what is this workout that i can do you know gym is not a complete workout see from all my experience of working out for, for anyone who is into athletics or sports they would be able to easily relate with what i'm saying see uh, when you do cardio yeah running etc it is good for the heart it is good for the lungs but you don't have strength you know the strength is not built up because you're not doing any lifting or anything like that but when you go into the gym there is no cardio so you don't have stamina you see when you're doing weightlifting you have power you have strength but no stamina and no flexibility so it's bad for the organs and you're not fit you a person who only goes to the gym and does not do any cardio he is not fit if you ask him to climb a hill he won't be able to climb a hill if you ask him to climb a tree he won't be able to climb a tree it is only show you see the body is there it is aesthetically beautiful you know when he takes a shirt off wow nice body <laughs> but can you do anything that fit people can do i mean like if you see these movie stars like tiger shroff uh, let's say vidhu uh, uh, jamal uh, let's say and many other action heroes etc they train various other things they also do yoga some of them do martial arts some of them do cardio dancing you know not only gym not only gym so they are fit they have this body and it's also functional they can move their body around however they want these guys like people like us uh, 
or most young guys who look at the body of people like this they only want the body you see they don't want the fitness so i still remember when i used to go to the gym there'd be guys who would be doing only upper body workouts oh okay they would not train their legs because who is going to see the legs there is nobody to see the legs isn't it right, right. you know i mean i'm mean, you're going to flex your biceps and girls will be impressed i mean you're not going to take your pants off and show your thigh muscles <laughs> <laughs> adult content podcast <laughs> and so this is not going to happen yeah right yeah right true so they are not interested in training their legs so i was like okay uh, i want to be fit like when i was going to the gym i would get noticed people would notice me and i mean there would be this instant respect like guys i mean you meet guys right and guys you see your muscular i mean when they shake your hand they shake it extra hard ah. <laughs> <laughs> to show that they also have muscles <laughs> <laughs> so so that is all wonderful but you are not feeling good within yourself you know you have this big body and all but you're not feeling good within yourself so i was like okay i want to get fit and i want to be well physically so what is it that i can do so so i started looking at various yoga practices and i started looking at what sadguru is offering yeah and i looked at all the practices and i saw angamardana and i was like yes <laughs> yes <laughs> this is it <laughs> this is what i have to learn because i saw angamardana and the guy was doing it super fast and i was like oh what kind of yoga is this in which one is it is it the short film by mukund uh, makarandanna and the yoga one no, no, team no, or uh, uh, no there was this uh, where a lot of foreigners were doing it oh okay okay uh, then i saw the short film also then i saw the uh, isha one like okay. i got into like i started looking at all the angamardana videos okay, okay. it's like okay i want to learn angamardana i really <laughs> want to so i went to this teacher called claudia jacob who is in ernakulam okay. like he, uh, she was this uh, hatha yoga teacher from uh, isha and she and she lives in alwa okay. so i went to her home and she taught me angamardana okay. and i started practicing angamardana and i would say see from all my experience of working out Angamardana is the most intense workout that I've ever done. Like, I have been doing workouts since I was five years old. Different kinds of workouts. Angamardana is the most intense workout that I have ever done in my life. Because it is so, like, you do it so fast. And there is a lot of flexibility and conditioning and strength also built in. It's a complete workout in every way. Each and every part of your body is work. The only thing that is not there is hanging work. Like, hanging, pull-ups and pull-ups is not there. if you want you can like do that and you i mean you you have given your body a complete workout and you feel so good after doing angamardana like so energetic like i mean yes or no you can relate right you yes, do angamardana i just right? did today <laughs> just did today yeah yeah me too me too <laughs> angamardana gives you that kind of energy after the workout you go to the gym and then you tired angamardana you do it and you feel more energetic and i'm like okay this is amazing and i start doing angamardana twice a day i'm like oh. completely hooked on angamardana i also learned yogasanas okay but i was not trying to <laughs> i was yeah i i could not my my body and my mind was still not i mean is still not into like cannot get i can get into some of the asanas but doing it is not something that Uh, this low this is like very yeah. nice no yeah, yeah. it's very cool <laughs> what i look at is the coolest workout offered by isha <laughs> yes yes angamardana is i mean i would say amazing right it's like superb right like yes it's the amount of fitness and the control that you have over your body after it is it's amazing 
but yogasanas i learned it i do it from time to time maybe mm. once or twice a month but you know it's not it's not as i'm not as interested in yogasanas as angamardana then i learned shambhavi after that then i started doing shambhavi also and i i started noticing that uh, like my thought process the way that i was thinking i mean everything kind of changed like i mean since i was very young i had this competitive mindset in what i was doing like what i was interested in i want to be the best not in school school i was not interested in so i don't want to be the best only thing yeah but i was doing athletics i want to be the first like first guy the gold medal i mean if i did not get first prize i would lose sleep i would be thinking about the guy who got first prize and how to beat this guy like how like in the cricket academy also if someone played better than me i'd be i, I mean i'd be down cuz so i want to play better than him you see like this is a sick mindset to have so i was thinking about it and this was changing you know because these five things that you say before you do the uh, shambhavi practices like uh, i mean i don't want to uh, i mean uh, is it okay if i say one of them or like like one of them i don't know like we usually okay. don't say it so maybe we can just keep okay it okay like okay yeah 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 i mean uh, like, yeah. say it so, yeah. in a paraphrase it and like okay okay, okay. <laughs> you can paraphrase okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because when you yeah i mean when you're looking at everyone uh, as i mean when you're including everyone as part of you or you you I mean, you have love for everyone it is very difficult to think that i want to beat this guy or i want to defeat this guy so this competing and getting becoming better than someone else that was that kind of went away from me and i became i would say much more calm and much more let's say uh, most people would say reasonable <laughs> and uh, and and also with my parents i mean i would say this kind of like crazy obsessive intensity kind of went down and i'm still obsessed with angamardana and doing <laughs> fitness and all that okay. but you know like trying to get better than someone or proving uh, to be better than someone that is not there anymore i it is all personal now yeah. so that is a big change that happened after this and the overall mood and balance and clarity and everything you know like nothing to prove to everyone nothing to you know just i'm i'm in a fam fine you know you're like whatever you're doing it's wonderful for you it's beautiful i'm i i respect that i mean i mean you don't have to like this thing that i had with debating with people religious people right now it's like okay, you're religious it works for you you know like uh, you believe in god and it's working for you what is my business coming and proving it is wrong or something like that and i don't debate with anyone like that i don't have this intention to prove them wrong so that all kind of went away and i'd say because it went away the relationships that i have with people are much better because i'm not trying to you know <laughs> I, mean, i mean i'm not trying to say that what you're saying is wrong or what you're doing is wrong i'm accepting them for who they are mm-hmm. so they are happy you know with that and you know like I mean, when you respect people for who they are rather than trying to mold them into what you want them to be they're relaxed with you but when you're trying to mold them to what you want them to be they're kind of defensive True. because it i mean it is what is good for them like they value it and when you are against that i mean now i understand that i was being stupid and all so and then after doing angamardana i mean i would say right now i'm in the best shape of my life not in terms of aesthetics no not in terms of if i take my shirt off yes it's pretty good <laughs> i'm not saying check, check instagram page please mention it <laughs> please mention your instagram page now this is the best thing yeah. to mention yeah <laughs> see the body uh, see the body my <laughs> my, uh, my my instagram page is uh, i mean if you type in jason paul j e s u n p a u l you will get it my uh, name is caveman in a suit 
Yeah, he's climbing a rope without his legs. I'm like, what the hell am I seeing? I need to do more Angamardana. <laughs> I also need to do this. <laughs> so these things, right? Rope climbing without leg support and then doing a little bit of gymnastic stuff and, uh, you know, complex postures and all that. So I always wanted to do a little bit of gymnastics and rope climbing and all. I could never do it. Even when I was going to the gym, I could not do it. And after doing Angamardana, I felt really fit. I felt really fit and I was like, okay, let me try it out. And I tried it out and I was like, okay, this is pretty unbelievable. I can do this stuff now. Then uh, along with Ankamardana, I do some pull-ups and like, etc. Pull-ups, etc. Because you have to strengthen your back. That is all I do. Ankamardana and a little bit of pull-ups. No other workout. That's it. Nothing else. Like uh, Most people can't believe it, but that is it. That's it. Eh? Okay. So, yeah, that's it. Ankamardana and then maybe two times a day Ankamardana. And then m- most days two times a day. But at least one, once a day. Then I do some pull-ups and different kinds of push-ups and a little bit of animal movements. Like, you know, like, it's like basic stuff. So I just do that. No lifting weights whatsoever. No weightlifting whatsoever. I mean, I have some weights at home, but I don't do it. So I did that and I started rope climbing and I could just climb rope with just my hands. Even I was surprised. I was like, oh, Angam Vardana is the shit, man. Angam Vardana is amazing. And I mean, right now I'm just getting better and better and better physically. Like Angamardana, you're supposed to do it in 25 minutes. When I started doing Angamardana, it took me around 1 hour, 15 minutes, 1 hour, 10 minutes to do it. Right now, it takes me around 35 minutes in the morning and evening, it's around 30 minutes if I do it fast enough. But I have to get to that 25 minute mark, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then, you know, then I asked my teacher, uh, this Angamardana teacher, about uh, the advanced Angamardana. Ah, yeah. What, what yeah. did she say about that? She said uh, they were not taught the advanced Sangamardana. There is something like that, but they have not been taught. It has not been released yet. Oh, so, only uh, Sadhguru so has it. <laughs> yeah, only Sadhguru has it right now. <laughs> it's Sadhguru's secret. <laughs> oh, he yeah. does that in one video, I think, no, where he's lifting his leg. A little bit of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe that those yeah. are the steps in advanced Sangamardana. So, so she said, you do something, you do Angamardana every day, you get to that, you train your body, you keep your body at that level, when it is released, you come and learn. Uh, she said, you keep doing Angamardana, then when you get to a certain level, do Angamardana with your eyes closed. Oh, that yeah. is, oh my God, with eyes closed. Is... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Angamardana said, you do it super fast, right? super fast, fast as possible. And uh, I would say, I mean, it has been, right now, of all my athletic experience and my going to the gym and all that, Right now, I am the most fit, the most calm, and the most stable that I've ever been. Thanks to Angamardana and Shambhavi. And, and I truly believe, if I was doing Angamardana when I was doing athletics and cricket, I would have been much better. I truly believe that. Because when you're playing cricket and athletics, there is no uh, workout like Angamardana that works your entire system. You see, okay. Okay. there's nothing that gives you that entire conditioning. You, you condition parts of it, you know, maybe core workouts, a little bit of lifting. It's not intense enough. So right now I am thinking back I and mean, you're not supposed to think about it. Like, okay, what is over is over. Where the <laughs> natural talent would have come if you had done Angamardana. He said, you're making me sad. My heart is... <laughs> Today I would have watched Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli is not cold, man. Please fit somewhere else this guy. Let's go there. <laughs> only, only if it was, I mean, only if Sadhguru came. Would, would, you, have, would you have married Anushka Sharma? 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, Adishka Sharma. Okay, okay, I'm too young for Adishka Sharma. I'm 23. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, but but then again, thinking about it, I mean I would have been much better at athletics and at cricket. I truly believe that. Absolutely. Uh, if I was doing Angamardana. And I mean, uh, I think about it kind of regretting why didn't I learn Angamardana before because I would have been good at it. But if, you know, but it's, it's, I mean, it's always a towing course, right? Yeah. If I was good at it, I probably would not have learned Angamardana. True, definitely. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, because my life would have gone in a completely different direction uh, if I was really good at it. Because I did not have the natural talent, somehow my life pushed me towards this path and I came to Angamardana. So there is no point thinking about, okay, it could have been that way. It is how it was. And right now I'm feeling amazing. It's wonderful. I'm, you know, I'm not as intense as you. You are doing all kinds of practical Kriya, Surya Kriya, Yoga, and you learned everything. Nonsense. Have... Now I'm listening to you like, I'm like, I'm skipping Angamardana. I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would say, uh, and also Samyama, you have done Samyama, right? Ah, yes. I mean, I, I am not yet as intense as that. I, I would like to be uh, at some point, you know, I want to come to a place where I can do yoga sanas and all, you know, like I can, my, my mind comes to a place that, okay, yeah, yoga sanas is the posture to get into. That is a thing to do. But right now it's still kind of, you know, that. that I think your purpose is to take Angamardana to the world. What This is like the ultimate <laughs> Angamardana review. Like someone Indian cricket team, bodybuilding. And then he's saying, no, no, Angamardana. That is, that is like the ultimate review, I think. There is yeah, like... Seriously, I mean, I, I would say, see, for uh, this is not a joke. This is not, I'm being as genuine as possible. There is no pretension here. Absolutely no pretension here. There's nothing, nobody to prove anything to. And Angamardana is, of all the things that I've done, and I've done everything. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've done all yeah. kinds of work. It's yeah. not a joke. I'm, uh, I'm, just not, I'm not saying this to boast about myself or... Uh, saying something that is self-serving. I've actually done all kinds of workouts, calisthenics, ground exercises, cardio, uh, conditioning workouts, let's say a little bit of gymnastics workouts, uh, bodybuilding, all that. And out of all this, for the amount of time that you spend, the return that you get, there is nothing comparable to Ankamardana. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's hands down the winner. So, I mean, I would say that it's, it's, it's a complete workout and it gives you so much more than physical fitness. So why would you limit yourself to just physical fitness when you can get, you know, like, it's like bonus, bonus stability bonus, you know, concentration bonus. <laughs> why would you limit yourself to just a body? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I started eating twice a day. So it's twice so t- from five times to twice. No. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I'm and I'm trying to eat as much vegetarian as possible. So could you talk about the diet from previous times? What you used oh, yes, to oh, yes. and then to oh, yes. like yeah, previous times it was uh, I mean I would eat let's say probably three fourths or one whole chicken a day, three fourths or one whole because you're bodybuilding, right? Yeah. Uh, and there were times that I used to go with my friends to Lulu Mall, etc., and uh, we would buy like uh, grilled chicken. Yeah. And I wanted one whole chicken for myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, my friends would be like looking at this whole chicken and then looking at yeah. me. The chicken looking at me. <laughs> chicken, chicken yeah. also looking at this guy. I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already dead. Please don't kill me. Like <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, I mean, it was crazy. 
and uh, and right now uh, i mean i was eating five times a day a lot of rice carbohydrates because you need a lot of carbohydrates to build your body because that is energy and i was eating a lot of uh, uh, red meat uh, because kerala red meat is very popular yes Maybe better to keep it like red meat i purposefully said red meat <laughs> It's not the red meat you guys are thinking. <laughs> yes, yes. This is this is another meat painted red. <laughs> so uh, uh, a lot of fish and a lot of chicken and fifteen eggs a day. That was my standard diet and a lot of protein powders to build my body up. That was my standard diet. Eating five times a day, rice five times a day, and maybe chapatis and all. Right now, I'm trying to eat as much vegetarian as possible. if i have non vegetarian it's like twice or thrice a month at least that's it but there is always non vegetarian at home because my home like it's a christian household like when you when you're a christian it's like your parents are christian non vegetarian is it's always there in the kitchen so it's kind of you know and if you choose to eat vegetarian also it's kind of difficult because they don't make much vegetarian you know I mean, there'll be two or three different kinds of non-vegetarian dishes, but one vegetarian. One vegetarian. <laughs> 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 time to visit. Your, time to visit yeah. your home. I am not for non-vegetarian yogic habits. <laughs> yeah, biryani, right? I mean, come home, come home. My my mother makes amazing biryani. Oh. I tell her to. I tell her to make biryani when you come. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll go and visit you. I mean, we'll go and visit your college and you know yeah, have a nostalgic trip yeah. back to your college days. <laughs> So yeah, your uh, college yeah. also. One yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> mine too. Mine too. <laughs> so yeah, I mean diet. Now I'm eating twice a day, uh, around at ten uh, to eleven in the morning, because that is how I I went and stayed in the ashram for fourteen days uh, before in the lap of the master. I mean we met over there. We met over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I remember, there. I I was just making you one akka game. You were like, you know, which example? And I, that ego thing. I was like, ah, oh, everyone knows this. Like, who is this guy? I'm like. <laughs> Like I make videos, like a small video. I mean, you see, please subscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the story. The story was me and Vaishak. Uh, we were sitting in front of the Surya Kund, and we were having lunch before in the lap of the master. And uh, there was this girl called Paris, who was uh, from Punjab, and she was there for Sadhana Pada. And uh, we met the day before, and we became friends. And she saw me, and she came to talk to me. And and I was like, okay, Vaishak is sitting here. She, I mean. Obviously yeah, yeah. Seen, <laughs> yeah, obviously would have seen uh, Vaishak's videos, and I was like, "Hey, do you know him?" And and I don't know. I mean, she was maybe in. I mean, she did her sadhana, and she was in a. You know, no, no, this is the proper thing. No sadhana, no. <laughs> she said the truth. <laughs> Who is this guy? She said, "Who is this?" <laughs> no, no, she did not say it like that. But <laughs> and she did not know you. She yeah, did not know. Yeah, she you. did not know. You. Yeah, and uh, I mean that is when we met, and that is when everyone says, "No, the ashram, your ego is broken very fast." And you think someone or other will come? Yeah, yeah, people will break it for you. You don't yeah, have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I went to the ashram for fourteen days, stayed over there. It was wonderful, and then I kind of continued that diet of eating twice a day uh, at ten, eleven in the morning, and then nothing at all till around seven, seven thirty, maybe eight o'clock in the evening. And I try to eat as much vegetarian as possible. Most of the time, it is vegetarian. I try to avoid rice also because I mean too much unnecessary carbohydrates. I eat little bit of rice, but you know the diet is also very important in how you feel and how you you know the flexibility also when you do angamardana. So I mean uh, from my experience, when you eat non-vegetarian, you 
see this is my honest opinion i, I, I don't know how it is i mean uh, when i eat non vegetarian there is more kind of energy to do angamardana you see in the morning and evening yes when finally going, finally yeah. <laughs> a good <laughs> I was scared. What? You would say it's bad. No, 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 no. Uh, when I eat non-vegetarian, uh, like angamardana, this feeling to do angamardana comes in. But when I go vegetarian for maybe like fourteen days continuously vegetarian, my body kind of wants to do yoga asanas. Mm. Yeah, subtler. Yeah, yeah. It gets subtler. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, but I want to do angamardana. Amma. <laughs> one chicken curry today angamardana i have time for angamardana yes <laughs> the feeling is not coming give me chicken so chicken curry is renamed angamardana in your home sacrilege yeah, angamardana angamardana motivation <laughs> so yeah i mean but i would say when you are eating vegetarian right the like the stability that you have the calm that you have about yourself is very different and the amount of sleep you need everything goes down that is absolutely true And, and and your body is at ease you are also at ease non vegetarian kind of puts you in a little you know uh, not complete not imbalance but a light of a little off you know kind of state uh, so i would say yeah i mean it's been it's been pretty i mean i've not gone super intense as intense i went into cricket or as intense as i went into bodybuilding i have not gone as intense into yoga yet i mean uh, like you're going into it i mean i i i'm looking at you and i'm like okay i want to do what you are doing i am, I am fake images i am reposting my one shakti chalana kriya every day people are thinking yes every day is doing all practice <laughs> no 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 i mean uh, you you are being I mean, you are being kind right now seriously seriously i mean i would say that yes i mean one day uh, i mean is it uh, clear can you see me now yeah 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 okay it went sideways but now it's on you yeah okay uh, <laughs> Uh, i mean i would say that i i want to go more intense into it uh, maybe as time comes i'm going more intense into it and maybe more posts will be there on instagram <laughs> no no we want yeah. you at twice angamardana finally sadguru will be like one guy is there he's doing too much angamardana i have to release <laughs> the ultimate angamardana for him <laughs> he is doing too much angamardana <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope, I, I really, really want to learn advanced angamardana because because I read that article in that uh, Sadhguru was saying that uh, advanced angamardana is about stretching your body to the limits and you will be able to climb ropes without ropes. And I'm like, yeah, yes, climb ropes yeah, without, without ropes. ropes yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's what I want to do. I mean, I would like to try it out. Like, like I've always been really physically oriented, so why not? Yeah, definitely. I, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I hope someday it's released and. i would be in the first batch to learn advanced sankamardana hopefully so yeah i mean this has been this has been my journey so far and i'm teaching right now and maybe in the future also i i like to teach my mother also also teaches so it was i mean it's kind of in in the so blood i would say finally you came to your mother's wishes <laughs> yeah i mean my mother right now and yeah. she was teaching yeah. and right now she is running a business of her own she is running a textile store and uh, now i make fun of her okay. you know like you are doing the look who is teaching now <laughs> so, but she is happy but she is happy and you know things are going good and i'm not complaining you know like it's wonderful uh, could it have been better could it have been different i mean i don't care 
<laughs> this is how it is and this is how it, it is has to be you know like sadguru always says life cannot be wrong so you know life cannot be wrong wonderful this is how it is yeah great great anna so thank you for the ultimate review of angamardana over here i'm sure a lot of people are going to go for angamardana <laughs> well uh, well i'm not really connected to many people who do angamardana like uh, you practice angamardana right like uh, when i did angamardana like for uh, 40 days i did continuous like i was super intense but like uh, for me like i feel more mental peace and calm when i do yogasana and surya kriyas so i have kept okay. up the practice like yeah. i do angamardana whenever i feel i'm uh, not doing Yes, okay. so that's how i practice it but not okay. as intense as when i got initiated into okay okay like how would you how would you differentiate it like uh, the feeling after you do angamardana and yogasana so what is the difference that you feel or, or uh, what is the other word uh, surya surya kriya yeah. like surya kriya. like angamardana is like body is super physically light like that day yeah. whatever i need to do with my body i can do yeah. but the other two practices it's more the body is there but more it's a mind it's very calm like whatever the mind sense no it's super calm like whatever i need to do because i am someone who has suffered from depression and all that so okay. i i value that more my mental peace and calm okay. so uh-huh. that is something i do and like you said i went to the gym also i wanted to be a bodybuilder like i wanted to be an athlete i wanted to be a bodybuilder you are someone who has got some amount of success in that okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone who has got no success in that so for me angamardhan is like that finally something for me to you know No, but but i would say you're lucky man you're, yeah. you're lucky because i damaged my body in so many ways doing all this stuff right. a lot of injuries i mean i still have knee pain and all mm-hmm. some, from time to time mm-hmm. because of angamardana it has gotten so much better i mean like the knee pain all these things are recovering like anything because of angamardana yeah. now i mean looking back at it i mean you i would say are lucky because mm-hmm. you because you did not get into sport all that you know surgery injury dislocation fracture right right, right. i didn't know about all this okay the idea yeah. was only the image of being a sportsman the injuries we don't know no i mean sports like if you're doing sports whatever it is even if it's football if you are doing games or athletics you are constantly injured that is the reality you're constantly injured and after some time you you become used to it okay there is pain yeah that's part of it you know i mean you become kind of dispassionate about it. this is part of the game kind of but most of the people like um, uh, most of my friends right they come to me and ask me for workouts and this and that and i show them some like basic animal movements kind of workouts and you know ground exercise etc they do it for two three days and then they come and tell me the body pain so <laughs> <Okay. laughs> i am like okay what do you think is going to happen of course there is going to be body pain and your muscles are breaking and is recovering Yeah. but most people are not used to this you know like physical suffering that suffering. comes yeah. as a result of yeah <laughs> you know body pain is there for angamardana definitely ayyo it's there ayyo they will learn aga ayyo everyone were like finally finally we could end. we are not meditating but we are sitting still because of the pain <laughs> <laughs> but angamardana you do it long enough the pain is not there it pain will go away there. definitely yeah. in the beginning i mean your back your sides yeah uh, oh here oh yes yes <laughs> oh here <laughs> oh yeah the pain is really there because you have not moved those muscles in centuries centuries right <laughs> not centuries but yeah. maybe for lifetimes you have not moved who knows who knows <laughs> and finally we are moving it and now the muscles are recovering and it's getting better like yeah. pain is a sign physical pain is a sign of getting better that is what most people stop when there is physical pain when you not being uh, masochistic sadistic towards yourself but uh, you pushing yourself physically in terms of working out people have to understand that 
when there is physical pain as a result of exercise and working out that is an indication that you're getting better physically that is something that has to go into yourself when there is pain just think i'm getting better that's it like anga vandana i would like to say like i i was doing it regularly but i was not doing any activity only when one time a physically intensive activity came in the ashram like that sanyadi were you there for the sanyadi mm. sanyadi no uh, sanyadi i was there during that time but okay. uh, yeah i was not uh, participating for participating so i was volunteering so we had to carry this 20 kilo sanyadis from oh. there to the car so i was like okay i'm not i'm not able to do it but one akka asked when someone asked you to do something like okay there is no other. Yeah. Yeah. so i started doing was hard then two three sanities keep uh, keeping on doing it but still that energy was there like the body was not yeah. cr- crashing in that's uh, when i was okay this is because of angamardana because i was regular with angamardana then yeah 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 i mean that is absolutely true the amount of energy that you have throughout the day the kind of control and fitness and i mean uh, i mean even though you don't have that kind of muscular build yeah uh, as a bodybuilder the strength is there i mean it's more like in that article it's more about the ligaments and shoins and that is the most important thing when it comes to fitness that is the most important thing because if you don't have strong ligaments and joints when you're old you're going to suffer you're going to suffer like that is where angamardana works and right now i mean i'd say it is only now like after getting into yoga that i kind of understood that it is not about big muscles it's about the joints and ligaments being strong that makes you powerful so yeah i mean it's it's i mean i am glad and thankful that sadguru is alive during you know sadguru is there yeah, during yeah. our lifetime it's it's a privilege for us yeah <laughs> yeah i mean if if sadguru was not there i don't know what kind of workout i would be doing what i would be doing right now so it's it's pretty amazing it's pretty say i mean i i, I could not ask for anything else this has been angamardana is a perfect workout and you know not only a workout also there's a meditation at the end of it so it works on the mind too it's wonderful So thank you so much anna so anything else that you would like to leave the audience with something uh, where, they, where can they reach out to you email or like your instagram is the best place yeah instagram instagram is the best place to reach out to me because because email i don't uh, look at it regularly uh, if they want to take cfa lessons where do they have to reach <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. the cfa cfa lessons only you 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 dm me on instagram can, can, can i give a coupon code yc90 for 10 percent discount <laughs> discount <laughs> well Uh, well, I'm working for an institute, and okay. it's over there. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, I would say if you have any doubts regarding Angamardana or getting into, let's say, if you're into fitness, or if you want to get into fitness, or if you have any doubts regarding that, reach out to me. I mean, on Instagram, I'm the Jason Paul, J E S U N, J E S U N P A U L, and uh, when you type that name, it'll be Caveman in a suit. Like yeah. that is my creative yeah. uh, idea about a, a creative Instagram name. <laughs> <laughs> you all have that inner kiddiness. Caveman suit at yahoo dot com. So, uh, so you can reach out to me if you have any questions. I would be glad to help. Uh, I would be glad to interact with you. And uh, if you're doing angamardana or any other practices, and you just reach out to me if you want to stay connected, please reach out. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. So before I stop the recording, I want to promote the Ahar program by Mukulana. Anyone who thank you, thank want... you for the opportunity. Thank you for the oh, thank you. Yes, yes, you have to say thank you. I had told yeah. you before the beginning that you have to say thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> thank you for coming. No, no, thank you. Thank you. So I was promoting Mukulana's Ahar program. You destroyed the promotion. I'm getting paid. Okay, for this. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> please please do please <laughs> so mukulanath ahar program anyone who wants to go into yogic diet go there if you want to have biryani and chicken you have to come to us mukulanath <laughs> exactly. will provide that <laughs> so i just pause the recording okay Namaskaram everyone. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. So like I said in the intro, please don't do only Angamardana. Definitely restart it. But do your other sadhana also. Also if you have any kind of questions or you just want to reach out to Jasunanna, his Instagram handle is there in the description. Also some pictures of his from his childhood, childhood is bodybuilding days. That's also I put a Google Drive link below so you can check out those exclusive pics down there. So guys I hope you guys do good and if you are listening to this podcast on Apple podcast that is if you have an iPhone please do leave a written review that would mean the world to me because you guys have taken an extra 20 to 30 seconds to leave a five star rating or four star whatever it is and a review also please follow me on Spotify and Anchor if you are listening to this podcast over there it's also available on YouTube uh, but I first publish it here so hope you guys have a great time take care namaskaram